Byron freaking Buxton. You are locked on twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, April 24th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker. been writing at Twins Daily for over two years. been hosting this podcast for over two years. Season four at Twins Daily. Season three on the podcast. And in my entire years of life, 22 of them, which is not many, I know, I've never seen a, a player like Byron Buxton. And certainly not a twin like Byron Buxton. Walks off the socks today. Liam Hendricks, 96 at the chest. Buxton flips it the other way for a three-run homer. And... You're speechless. I mean, there are so many things you can say about Buxton as a player, as a person, what he means to this team. And we do. I, I say it constantly, almost every day, because he does something amazing so frequently. And there's also no words. What he is and what he does is so special. And what he brings to this team, I don't think any player in Major League Baseball brings to theirs. Byron Buxton is different. Byron Buxton is special, and Byron Buxton won this game today. And there were a lot of little things the Twins did right that led them to victory. Jose Godoy wasn't supposed to play in this game, draws two walks in the late innings, comes around to score on both of them. Buxton homered him in both times. Twins did a lot of little things right. Josh Weiner kept the game close. Yuan was awesome in relief. Joe Smith, pretty good, gave up an RBI single to Yaz, but runner started on second. This game was Byron Buxton's. And we've seen now in the amount of games that he plays, which is not enough, we know this, and, and we talk about this constantly, it would be amazing to see Byron play more. The percentage of games that are his is insane. And that's not even including the games the Twins should have won where he left a mark. You think of the homer against Andres Munoz and the, and the Mariners in game two of the season. You think about Oakland last year. So many times Aaron Gleeman wrote about it. I think it was seven different times in the last couple of years that Byron Buxton has done something to help the Twins increase their chances of winning by a, a significant amount, and then they end up losing. You're not even including those. The amount of times he does this, divided by the amount of games he plays, it's an incredible number. He's so special. What he did today to tie this game at three, gets the Twins back into this game single-handedly, and then to go out there against Liam Hendricks in the 10th inning, these are not triple A relievers. He faced Aaron Bummer in the seventh, who I know the numbers aren't there for, but he's got a 96 mile an hour sinker. He's got one of the highest ground ball rates in the league. He doesn't give up home runs. Aaron Bummer, one of the toughest lefties in the American League out of any bullpen. And Byron Buxton takes him to right field in the overhang for a two run homer to tie the game. Liam Hendricks, probably the best reliever in baseball. I believe the highest paid reliever of all time in the 10th inning. 96 at the letters and Buxton turns it around for a three-run homer. He's His talent is a marvel to watch on a daily basis. It is such a privilege and it's such a joy to watch. Or so, it, it is. like it's It's so special to watch Byron Buxton on a daily basis. And I, I think... 
Buxton is enough to turn on the game. There are only so many guys who warrant that attention, and Buxton does. He really, really does. And this is this is Byron Buxton's game. This is Byron Buxton's win. This is Byron Buxton's team. As long as Buxton's in this lineup, as long as Buxton is healthy, this team will have a chance every single day. I've, I wholeheartedly believe that. They will have a chance as long as Buxton is healthy. And you can say that about Mike Trout, and it's not true. You've seen Mike Trout in recent years. He's healthy. He's in the lineup, and they still lose. They still miss the playoffs. I think Buxton's impact on this team, not only from a production standpoint, a baseball standpoint, but also a leadership role. He's become a leader. He's become the the heart and soul of this team. I wrote in the offseason, Byron Buxton, the heart and soul of the Minnesota Twins. Through and through, the heart and soul of the Minnesota Twins. And from a baseball perspective, this puts it into perspective for me. I've My best buddies are White Sox fans, and they're texting me, of course, throughout the game today. The fear the White Sox, when I'm watching, have in facing Byron Buxton and the fear my Sox buddies have in facing Byron Buxton shows you how potent he is and how dangerous he is. The Sox were not, not excited to pitch to him. And I believe he came back up. Yes. So he comes up. They walked him in the eighth. Kendall Grayman with a full count through – Threw a ball on the outside, not even close to the plate, like almost a foot off the plate to get to Luis Arise with the bases loaded. And Luis Arise, we know, is a career 330 hitter against right-handed pitching and will put together tough at-bats as a career 370 or 380 on base percentage with the bases loaded and a tie game. Like that shows you how scary Byron Buxton is to opponents. And I love it for him that Major League Baseball, that the social media – that fans across the country and the world are starting to appreciate just how good he is. And he came out of the game and struck out three times today. He looks lost against Lucas Giolito. But you can't hold him down for long. Like, he's going to find a way to make an impact. Always come back, comes back to this for me. Anytime I talk about Byron Buxton, and have the pleasure of talking about Byron Buxton. He does something in a game, at least one thing, every day to help you win. Whether that's a catch in center field, Stealing a bag, moving a runner over, base hits, driving in runs, hitting two bomb home runs to tie and win games. Those are loud, but he does a lot of the little things too. He does small things. He brings energy to the team. He does intangible things that help the Twins win. Unbelievable. Let's talk more about this game outside of Bucks and what led up to this win and what it means for the Twins to sweep the White Sox at this point in the season. After this word from LinkedIn. With spring in the air, it's time of renewal and growth personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Go to linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever 
you get your podcast. Outside of Byron Buxton, this didn't look like the Twins game for the first six innings. It just didn't. I mean, Lucas Shilito was good. He struck out nine in four innings coming back off injury. Always just gets the Twins. He's going to be a tough matchup all year and for the next, you know, however many years. He's a sock. I think he has two more years left after this. He's a problem. He was a problem today. However, the Twins had chances to score. I don't think they deserve to win this game, per se, especially in the first six innings. They left a lot of runners out there. They let Giolito off the hook. I didn't think they were very good offensively in the first six innings of this game. The pitching staff kept him in it, though. And Chris Archer was not good either. Like, not sharp. No slider command today. Still found a way to get through three. Gave up a couple runs, but... You know, they hand the ball to Josh Winder, and Josh Winder just does his thing and and does pitches well. Danny Mendick got him for a homer, but picking up very valuable innings in the middle of the game there and just keep the Twins within striking distance. And that's what this pitching staff has done through the first 16 games. The Twins are 8-8. Eight and eight. They're alone in first place in the American League Central with a day off tomorrow. Their pitching staff is is to credit for that, for sure. They, they would not be anywhere near 500 right now if their pitching staff – wasn't this good. Their pitching staff has been outstanding, especially their starting pitchers. I should say emphasizing their starting pitchers, but the bullpen did a pretty good job today. Yoan Duran was good. Joe Smith, again, gave up that single to Grandal, but it's a tough rule, right? Had two strikes on him. It, it was a game the Twins probably should have lost, and they found a way to win. And it was, as much as we talk about 2021, it did feel like a game the Twins would have lost last year, where they wouldn't have gotten that big hit. And if they did get that big hit, from Buxton as they did in the seventh inning, they would have blown it in the eighth. They would have given up a homer. They would have given up runs. They would have blown, kicked the ball around. They didn't do that today. They won the late innings. With that being said, they left three on in the eighth. Luis Araz with the bases load couldn't come through. They left guys on, but they won the end of this game. They outlasted the Sox. And, you know, a game Friday night they should have lost. A game today they probably should have lost, but they earned it in the late innings tonight. I thought Friday was kind of handed to them. Yesterday they, they pounded them. This is a great sweep. I mean, this puts you right back on track. We talk about it. I look at April. We look at the spreadsheet. It's not updated because I just have it on here. But Kansas City, that was a serious loss. I had the Twins taking two out of three. But I had the White Sox taking two out of three from the Twins at Target Field. So uh, we're looking real good there, folks. We're looking real good. The Twins are, are ahead of pace, I believe, now on my spreadsheet. All hail the spreadsheet. There was a very questionable managing decision here, though. Super questionable. I thought some of Baldelli's decisions today were questionable at best. And this one, to me, is indefensible. You have first and second with Gilberto Celestino coming up, and he chooses not to pull Correa off the bench with one out. Nick Gordon's on deck. He let, he let both of them hit, Celestino and Gordon. Carlos Correa is the highest-paid infielder in MLB history. He's probably not staying beyond this year. He's known to be he's known to have I don't necessarily like to say there's a clutch gene but Carlos Correa has come through in big spots his whole career that's a spot for Carlos Correa against Liam Hendricks like that's that's a spot for Carlos Correa to be fair to Celestino he hit the ball in the screws and hit it right to to Hazley in center that's credit to Celestino got ahead in the count got a fastball to hit and he hit it hard it just didn't drop in so process over results there maybe but the process was not sound right? That wasn't, that wasn't a decision I understand at all. Like is Correa, they said before the game, Correa is fine. He's available. He'll be ready to go. That was the quote. He'll be ready to go. 
can't think of a bigger spot than there. They they weren't planning on using him. They they couldn't have been planning to use him today. That's an easy sub. You have Celestino in left field. You bring in Correa for him. You move Nick Gordon to left field, and Correa comes in at short for Gordon. Simple, simple substitution. I don't get it. I haven't heard from Rocco. I want to hear that. It seems indefensible. The only way that that's not indefensible is if Carlos Correa is hurt because they have an off day tomorrow. Didn't make any sense to me. Celestino has not proven himself at the major league level, and I like him, and he had a nice at-bat, and he had you know put good wood on the ball, but that is uh, not a question to me. Not a question at all. Let's talk about Yuan Duran. A little bit more on Josh Winder and the final innings of this game. Looking forward for the Twins as well. After this word from Built Bar. Have you tried Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors yummy cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, not Built Bars. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories and four grams of net carbs. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Outside of Buxton's heroics, which clearly won this game for the Twins. Some other good things happened. Yohan Duran got a couple double play balls. I thought he pitched well. Made a really nice strike three pitch to Larry Garcia. A splinker right on the outer half was very, very nice. Joe Smith came in, did his job. Gave up a single, but did his job. You know, held the, held the terror there to a minimum. This White Sox lineup is just sputtering. And Tim Anderson came out and hit a homer right off the top on the first pitch of the game, as we've seen him do to the Twins before. Wasn't a surprise. But for the most part, this lineup is just, it's not really hitting. They put up a fight today. I figured they would put up a fight today. I thought today was the day the Twins would really have to pitch well to win this game. And for the most part, they did. The Sox scored four runs. Twins got out of some jams, certainly. Uh, you know, gave up a couple homers, nine hole into Tim Anderson, but held down Grandall for the most part, held down AJ Pollock was 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. Jose Abreu walked a couple times and singled, but you kept him off the board pretty much all series, hit a homer yesterday. The game was was long over at that point. And then shutting down the bottom of this lineup for the most part as well. Vaughn Garcia, Hazley, nothing today. Mendick got Winder for a homer in the seventh. He left a slider up. We have seen some from Winder leaving sliders up a little bit, leaving those breaking balls in the middle of the zone. They're getting popped. He's going to work through that. You know, he's, he's a rookie. This is, I think, his third appearance. But he's he's pitched uh, very, very well for the Twins out in long relief, as much as you could hope for Josh Winder right now. Twins sweep the Sox. This is not insignificant. The Twins beat the Sox in six out of 19 games last year. And they've won the first three this year. you got to beat your division. you got to win these games. And... It just feels good to beat the Sox. It feels good to beat Liam Hendricks. I watch a lot of Sox games. I probably watch the most Sox games outside of the Twins. I watch the Sox because they're the Twins' biggest rival. They're the Twins' biggest threat. Right? I've watched a lot of Sox games over the last three years, and this is maybe the biggest rut they've been in at any point in that time, like since 2019. They've lost seven in a row. They're six and nine. They lost Jimenez. Things are down right now. For the White Sox. And then you just had three games. You should have won Friday night. And you lost. You gave that game away with dumb errors. You got pounded Saturday. Nine to two. And then today. 
you you blow it again. You're up three to one in the seventh, and you lose. You lose that game, and it's a walk off, crippling home run. Liam Hendricks goes back to back days. Liam Hendricks has not been very good this year for them. That's a tough weekend for the White Sox. As great of a weekend as it was for the Twins to sweep in this series, to just win the series would have been awesome. But to sweep and put your stamp and make that statement and Byron Buxton to do what he did before the off day, as much as that feels good for the Twins, that hurts for the White Sox. That's a painful, painful sweep. You look at their schedule too, and Brandon and I alluded to this a little bit. Their schedule is not easy pickings. Like the Angels are coming to Chicago. Those are tough outs. They got the Yankees coming up. They got Cleveland, I believe, as well. Cleveland always plays them tough, just swept them in Cleveland. So not a good start for the White Sox, dropping nine of their first 15. They're still going to be good this year, I believe. I don't know how good they're going to be, and I don't know how much of a fight the Twins are going to put up. If the Twins really make a statement in these series against the Sox in those 19 games, that's going to help a ton. You're trying to stay in, in stride with them. Let's go back to the goal. The goal at the beginning of the season for me, and you might have a different goal, and that's fine. Like my my perception of this Twins team was they have a chance to be really good, I thought. They had a chance to have a great offense and have a pitching staff that gave the offense a chance to win on most days. The latter part's been true. The pitching staff has given them a chance to win on most days. Their offense has not been great. Byron Buxton's had some big-time hits. They've come through at times and still won games despite their offensive struggles. But they could also have been really bad, I thought. They could... You know, have a pitching staff that's just brutal again. They could offensively have a lot of injuries to Buxton Correa, who have a long injury history for both of them. You know, Gary Sanchez is a question mark. Still is. Like, those things are all still true. But my goal for this team, what I thought was a great outcome for them, or at least a, an acceptable strong outcome, was let's get to the trade deadline and be in a position to buy at the deadline. Whether that means your record puts you in a position to buy or as many games as you are from a playoff spot. If there's a bunch of parity in the middle and you are within striking distance of a playoff spot, even though your record may not be great, you're in a position to buy. If you're in a position to buy at the deadline, it's been a successful first half for the Twins. They might be in, in that middle ground. That's probably the most likely scenario. They'll be like around 500 at the, at the trade deadline, kind of sitting there wondering, should we buy, should we sell? The standings will tell you, your team will show you, Health at that point is going to matter. Like, is Buxton healthy? Is Correa healthy? If everybody's healthy at that point, or at least your guys are healthy, then you buy, right? But you have to survey at that point. That's a win for me in the first half. And I think through 16 games to be 8-8, eight and eight, it's, it's a good outcome for the Twins. It's not great, but it's a good outcome for them to be 8-8 eight and eight with the schedule they've had, certainly. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Man. That was incredible. And that's just going to be one of the moments we look back on. I was thinking the other day, I was like, what are going to be some moments this year? I can't wait to see what the big moments are going to be. You know, the Nelson Cruz walking off or all this Chapman at Target Field moment of 2021. The Marwin Gonzalez, Josh Hader home run in 2019. What are going to be the moments for the Twins? Circle this one in April. It could be a defining one for this team. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Go Twins. We'll be back tomorrow with a series preview. Detroit Tigers coming to Target Field. Scuffling a little bit. We'll talk to you then.